Welcome new listeners and beloved weekly critics to another episode of the Recreational Critics Podcast where we review streaming service films with our unqualified opinions. I'm your host Jason with my co-host and father Marvin. How's everybody doing? This week we're going to be going over HBO's HBO Max's Cry Macho starring Clint Eastwood. Uh, before we get started, you want to get into any news you found? Um, you could go ahead and start with okay. what you had. So, um, I should have not recorded already. I have a frog in my throat. So, first off, Fantastic Beast 3, uh, the Harry Potter spinoff series. Uh, they got a title finally, a working title. I believe they come out next year. It's going to go over the secrets of Dumbledore. So, have you been watching those movies? They're pretty terrible compared to the Harry Potter movies. Yeah, yeah. Well, the second one wasn't as bad. No, I thought the second one was worse than the first one. You think so? Yeah. But regardless, uh, I think they're going to go over Dumbledore's sister. She was in Obscurus. And uh, and the lore, He Dumbledore thinks he killed her. He doesn't know who did it, but he thinks he did it. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of people were, like, shooting their wands at her or something, you know? Mm-hmm. And he thinks he's the one that did it. So they're probably going to dive into that. Um. Because there's a, that line in the last Harry Potter movie where his brother shows up and he's like, Albus had lost his secrets he didn't talk about or whatever. Yeah. And now they're going to play into that for this movie. Um, I also believe, now, you know I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. But yes. I'm not like that deep into it. But well, you're a, a huge fan, though. Yeah, I think Albus, Dumbledore, and Grindelwald were a couple. What? I think they had. I think prior to these movies, they had a romantic entanglement. All right, so you're saying who did? Albus Dumbledore and uh-huh. Grindelwald. Okay. The villain from Fantastic Beasts. So I think they're gonna play into that also. I think they've already kind of played into that in the last movie. I can't quite remember, but I think they're gonna really hit Dumbledore, like put him under a microscope and give a lot of scrutiny to his character, who's played by Jude Law. Who's a fantastic actor, so yeah, perfect cast job for that. Uh, another bit of news I had here was Super Mario Bros. is getting a movie release date of December of 22, so we got a little bit over a year for that. And Chris Pratt has been confirmed to play Mario at this time. So I don't know if they have any other confirmed casting. Let me look that up real quick. Movie 22. I'm not looking up the 93 movie. That movie was awful. Uh. Oh, it's an animated movie, so it's going to have voice cast. So he's not live action playing Mario. He's voice cast playing Mario. Oh, okay. Which probably makes more sense because Mario's a short, chubby guy where Chris Pratt's probably like 6'2". Yeah. 6'1", 6'2", and uh, the exact opposite of chubby. So uh, Pratt will be Mario, and Taylor Joy, the woman from The Queen's Gambit, that check, uh, chess show, have mm-hmm. you seen that? She's going to play Peach. Oh, really? Uh-huh. And then uh, Charlie Day from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and Horrible Bosses. Okay. He's playing uh, Luigi. Uh, he's, I like him. He, I think he's very underrated. Yes. And Jack Black as Bowser. What? Keegan, yep. Keegan-Michael Key as Toad. And Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. They're trying to have a, a nice little... Um, oh, shoot. They're going to have Donkey Kong, Comic, Cranky Kong, and Spike. All in this. What? Yeah. That's crazy. Okay. Okay. This is going to probably be a pretty big movie. Do you think it will... We should probably do an episode on this, but like video games that became movies, they're all bad. Most of them. 
they're all bad. I think the only one that was decent was Tomb Raider and, and Mortal Kombat. And I thought you said Sonic wasn't bad. I think I like Sonic more for the fact that they went back and fixed it after all the fans got uh, pissed off. Hmm. So I think I'm a little bit biased there. It wasn't bad. You're right. That and Mortal Kombat, I yeah. think the only two that aren't bad. I think Tomb Raider, the newest one, was all right. Rampage? What? <laughs> that movie was terrible. <laughs> they literally whitewashed the monkey for no reason. Yeah. No. Just to make him a different monkey. He's already a different monkey. He's ginormous. Yeah. Why whitewash him? Yeah. Uh, well, we'll see. Does well, King Kong count as a, donk- as a video game? No. Because no. he started off as a movie, right? Yeah. Definitely. 1940s. Yeah. Um. No, I, I don't think there's any, uh, I still think, don't think there has been an absolute fantastic video game movie, like knocked it out of the park. Mm. I don't yeah. think we've had that yet. No. I think Mortal Kombat came close because they literally kept it like a video game. They didn't make it a movie movie. They made it a parody uh, or a homage. Really. I, I don't think there is a, a groundbreaking video game movie yet. No. I think if they ever made Halo, that'd be the first one. Yeah. And that has potential. Yeah. I think they're also, I think we talked about well, the show before. Well, they have this series for The Last of Us. That's a series, though. But Oh, for The Last of Us. That's right. That's coming yeah. out next year. Yeah. I, I have high hopes for that, honestly. So do I. They have a pretty cool cast for that mm-hmm. as well. Uh, I'm also thinking. And they I, have the writers from the show. I mean, from the from, game. From the game, yeah. yeah. From Naughty Dog. I, I do think uh, Zelda is getting a movie. What? I'm pretty sure they talked about that, and that's coming out next year as well. I think Nintendo is pushing out three or four movies in the next oh couple of years. God. They're trying to really capitalize, aren't they? Yeah. Funny enough about uh, video games. While Are they I'm, coming to Netflix? <laughs> I don't know about that. They're going to make their own streaming service. Uh, <laughs> so, speaking of video games, I watched this pretty cool little timeline where it shows console sales over the course of all history. So it started with, um, it wasn't Pong. What came before Pong? The Odyssey. Yes. It yeah. started with the Odyssey. And it, it showed like. Well, the Odyssey like, played Pong. So it was. I Pong thought the was Atari the first... played Kong, Pong. Well, yeah, it got ported. Okay. To, but the Odyssey started out playing Pong. Right. So it showed all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It showed every console from its creation all the way on. And it, it was over this timeline from the 70s, right? And it would be a bar graph and the bar would just get bigger and bigger as time went on and then you start seeing nintendo pop up and then sega pop up and then mm-hmm. sony and then all this stuff and it's pretty neat uh i think playstation has the number one se- most se- sol- sold right mm-hmm. now ps2 P- or ps2 three. is the most yeah. all-time selling console ever and then nintendo's behind them mm-hmm. and then uh microsoft actually isn't third somebody else is in between nintendo and microsoft but yeah, I think Microsoft's only been around for twenty years. What was it like Sega? Probably it might. The Genesis. It might be Genesis might, sold a lot of copies, right? And the Dreamcast and all that mm-hmm. stuff. It might be that. Um, actually, it might be Windows. Oh yeah, because yeah. I think Windows counts if you buy yeah. a specific gaming console. Yeah. Right. Uh. Well, Flight Simulator and so, all something that. like that. Yeah. yeah. So I thought it was pretty neat because there's a lot of consoles I've won didn't even know existed. Really? Yeah. I've had, like, probably half of them. There's a lot, man. I know. There's a lot. There's some that I really wanted, and I'm glad I didn't get, because right. they flopped. Right. The Neo Geo and Turbo Graphics and... Uh-huh. Dream- I never even had a Dreamcast, so... I had a Dreamcast. I hated it. 
Yeah. Uh, at my grandparents. So, I was also interested by. Did you know, modern day consoles since the PS3, are actually they cost more than what they sell for. So. The oh P- yeah. The yeah. PS3 came out at 500 bucks. Yep, I knew that. And it cost 900 to make per mm-hmm. unit. So they would sell their consoles at a loss and that's when they started ramping up the prices for that's video games. Why they took the backwards compatibility out out of it because it was Yeah. It would have made the system even more expensive. Right. And it allowed them to sell games at 60 bucks a game mm-hmm. and make their money back that way. They make their money now off of the software. The the games and the software and the, and the extra like the DLCs and, and, and headphones controllers, like that, yeah, like network adapters. They had, I didn't know the they don't subscriptions. make right. I didn't know they didn't make no money off their consoles. Mm-hmm. I only knew that about Sony. I didn't know that about the rest of the Xbox, company. Nintendo, yeah, all I, of it. I thought it was only Sony mm-hmm. that had reported that. No, they all do, and that's so interesting to think about. And mm-hmm. it makes sense because these consoles are pretty high powered. But they for, make for two hundred bucks a console. But they make their money back. Oh. Oh, yeah. And i tell you what, the reason why, if you remember, the reason why PlayStation did so good with the PS2 was, um, at the time, most people didn't have DVD players. Mm-hmm. And, and it was an all-entertainment package. Yes. And, and the DVD player was rated as one of the best on the mm-hmm. market, um, the one that played the games. So people were buying them, and they were like, oh, I can have a, a system and a DVD player. Right. And then... A lot of homes use the PS2 as their DVD player. Yep. And and then PS3 and 4 came out with the Blu-ray capability. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Xbox was another interesting fact I learned from this video. is Xbox was the first one to be a complete entertainment package where you could do everything. The Xbox One X or whatever. So whenever that one came out, it was the first one to do Blu-ray, DVDs, apps, connect to your audio devices, control I your have TV. It. I- I have stuff. one, and I don't have any games for it. Because Xbox is trash. Yeah. That's Xbox crazy. doesn't have the exclusives that they should have. I think it's in your sister's room. <laughs> compared, compared to Sony. Yeah. So, uh, but we can move on from this video game talk. Oh, yeah. We but got... I do think maybe one day we can do an episode on video game adaptations mm-hmm. made into movies. Because there's quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are bad. Yeah. There's a long history of it, that's for sure. That's, yes. And even Mario goes back to the 90s. Remember that movie? Mm-hmm. Oh, what a train wreck so this one's interesting so daniel craig known for james bond james bond did you know that he was promoted in the actual british navy to the rank of honorary commander he now holds the same rank in real life than he that he does for james bond that's crazy yeah. but it's honorary so correct yeah but that's still cool so i have a question as a former serviceman mm-hmm. if there was an honorary colonel do mm-hmm. you salute him no. Hell no. If he was on the base in that uniform. Because he, he got a uniform. Oh, shoot. I guess you would have to, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, imagine Daniel Craig walking up to you in a colonel's outfit. Oh, this is a, so, a commander, I believe, is the equivalent of a lieutenant colonel. Commander. Because I think lieutenant commander is a major. No, I think it's a colonel. No, because a colonel is a captain. A captain. You're right. You're right. So, I think commander so would be a is a lute- lieutenant you're right. colonel. It would be. So and imagine then, a lieutenant colonel walking up to you, or Daniel Craig. Imagine Cuba Gooding Jr. walking up to you as a lieutenant colonel, and you know that's Cuba Gooding. Yeah. Like you see it, and you're like, "What do I do?" That's. I never thought of. That's crazy. Yeah. 
Because you know he's not a real military member, but you're like, wait, what do I do? How does this whole system work? <laughs> so, yeah. I think that's kind of neat that they gave him that. Yeah, that dude, he's having one crazy year, isn't he? He passed up The Rock as the highest paid actor, actor. this year. Yep. Um, He's got another movie that's going to give him more money to yes. that bottom line. Yes. Yeah, he's... I, I'm I'm excited for that movie. Tickets started selling. Mm-hmm. We going? Yeah, I'm down. Yeah. I'm down. I, I need to... Watch all of them in order again. So do I. I love those movies. Mm-hmm. Quantum, I can leave without, but they're still all good. <laughs> uh, and then my last bit of news is Star Wars related. Um, two bits of Star Wars news, really. So Kenobi finished up wrapping. Mm-hmm. It should come out sometime next year, uh, along with the Andor show, which I'm still not sold I'm on not why either. they're making that. We've had a conversation about that. Yes, we have. Um, I do know that they did great green light a series that's going to take place um during the the purge of the Jedi. Oh. Yeah. Are we talking the purge of the Jedi when Darth Vader Darth Vader's purge happening? or Malak's purge? No, Darth Vader. Darth Vader's purge. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I just uh read that the other day. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm all for that cuz that that'd be an interesting take on some things. Mhm. Uh but Ian McGregor came and said fans will probably not be disappointed. Oh, I'm I'm sure. Yeah. So especially I, if they put, spent all that money to get him. Yes, and Hayden Christensen, he is coming back right. as Darth Vader. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. So there. But is he coming back as Darth Vader? or Is he coming back as Anakin in flashback? They said as Darth Vader. Oh. So I think they put him in the suit. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. You have him. So why not put him in the suit now? I don't think James Earl Jones is doing the voice anymore. He did it for Rogue One, but yeah. he sounded terrible. Well, he's also uh, isn't he in his nineties now. He's got to be. Yeah, I'll look it up real quick. Speaking of people in their nineties, that movie we did today, Clint Eastwood. He is so old. He's, he's ninety one. Yeah. yeah, I he's saw 90. that. James Earl Jones is ninety. Yeah, actually, he'll be ninety one in January. On what day? The seventeenth. Oh, okay. Not my day. Not your day. <laughs> Actually, I think Clint Eastwood was born in the thirty in nineteen thirty one. Also, no, nineteen thirty. Okay. Yeah. Um, but no, old. He sounded old in Rogue One. That was five years ago. Yeah. Old. But old for nostalgia purposes, though. Don't I do it. <laughs> Don't ruin it for nostalgia purposes. Well, I know. I I do agree. Now that you need to find that one person. If, right, that if can, you're going to continue this 40 years in the future, which they have. Mm-hmm. You got to find that person to take it over. You got to find somebody else. Yeah. You can't hold on to it forever. Anthony Daniels is going to pass away. You can't. You got to find a new C-3PO. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the midget already died for R2-D2. Mm-hmm. They had to find somebody else. You got to find new people. And then uh, Frank Oz will die soon. Yeah. Uh, Chewbacca's actor died already, too, I think. Yeah, I think so. And I know uh, Prowess, the... Uh, Darth Vader. He died like this year yeah. of COVID, or within the last year, he died of COVID. Mm-hmm. So you got to find new people. Yeah. So it's just that's part of the business, I guess. And then my other half of Star Wars news was yesterday. Star Wars Visions came out. Oh, it already debuted. Debuted yesterday. Have you watched it? I have. Is we can it, talk more about it later. Any good? We'll talk more about it later. Okay, got you. Uh, it wasn't out. We'll talk more about it later. How I about got that? You. I got you. Okay. So, do you have any news then, or do you want to get started on Cry Macho? Let's go ahead and get started. I don't so, you anything. brought nothing to the table today. I did, technically. Contributions, brought, right? The Star Wars. About what? 
Just, oh, but the, but the show, the green light. I brought for the up show. one thing. There you go. There you that go. That probably isn't even confirmed. I might look it up later. It might all be a lie. Hey, you know what? Just let it be. <laughs> Let's take what he said earlier with the very small piece of salt. Hey. Uh, really, there wasn't a lot of newsworthy stuff. Oh, there is one. Bit some of people news. have died. AJ, AJ Johnson, Johnson yes. passed away. Um, for the people that don't know who he is, he was. He played the crackhead in Friday. He, he was played, a menace too. He had minor roles in a lot of like movies from the '90s and TV series. Yes, um, he's just a comedian. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he yeah he passed away. Uh, did they say why? Um, actually, I didn't get the cause of death. Uh, I, and I, and I the never thing read it either actually. and the thing that ticks that's confusing to a lot of people is his family didn't even announce it until because he died a w- weeks ago. He didn't just die; it was just announced that he died. Uh, they haven't. I can't find anything on how he died yet. Yeah, but did you see the date? He was found dead in his home. Yeah, but um, what day was it? It wasn't recent. Two days ago. Well. Well, okay. It was reported two days yeah. ago. When he actually died, I'm not seeing an actual date. Yeah, before. it was. It was a while ago. So they. His, oh, I found it. September six. So we're looking, today's the 23rd time of recording. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're looking at a few weeks ago now. Yeah, so people About were like, why did weeks, they not announce that, you know? Yeah. The family just did that just a couple of days ago. Right. Um, that is terrible. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, like, it happens a lot of times with celebrities. He didn't have a lot of money. So right. there's a huge GoFundMe right now um, to help pay for his funeral costs. So... Um, yes. I want to see if I can find it real quick. Uh, GoFundMe. He's so far he has raised fifty k. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, that's still a lot of money. Yeah. So, all right. You ready to get started on Let's Cry started. Macho? Yes. So, Cry Macho is HBO Max's latest film. It also went to theaters. It was on a budget of. What do you think? I would think it was on a budget of forty. 40 million. Uh, so, nope. Uh, last week's episode of Malignant was a 40 mil budget. This is a $33 million budget. Okay. Well, I felt like it was pretty low. Yeah. It w- it's low. You can tell the production value isn't there. Uh, I think most of their budget was probably spent on Dwight Hokum and Clint Eastwood. Well, it, I mean, the, if you think about it, the setting, it, it looked pretty much the same. At the same so, place, it just moved things around. Yeah they, yeah, they went to the desert, and they probably went to like the desert in Arizona or something, mm-hmm. and called it Mexico. Yeah, uh, and uh, it it's low quality. The acting is low quality, but so far worldwide, it's opening weekend still. They have only made four mil. Yeah, so that doesn't count for HBO Max's numbers. Uh, so far, I think it's the most leading HBO Max performance so far. Same day release. So I think that's to save for something, but still not. Well, I don't. I also think that this movie did not go to a, a large amount of theaters either. I, I saw I'm it earlier. Sure. I think it's like four thousand theaters. Yeah, it wasn't like as widespread as some mm-hmm. of the other movies. And it didn't go worldwide. It went worldwide, but not big. So yeah, of probably. their four mil worldwide box office, four mil of it was in America. Two hundred thousand of it was yeah, uh, global. So. Not doing so well. And for this time of the year, people are still wanting the big bangers. 
Correct. This movie it's still isn't. summertime in some yeah, people's eyes. Yeah. We got Venom coming out soon. Yeah. Uh, James Bond is coming out soon. Shang-Chi is Already still in the out. theater. Still kicking ass in the theaters. Yeah. So, I mean, people have other things to watch. I think as far as big releases just this week, um, Dear Evan Hansen, which whatever, chick flick kind of thing, or teen comedy, young mm-hmm. adult, whatever. I don't think there's really much to see right now until Venom comes out. Which is what next, next week? week. Yeah. So, uh, uh, let me see. Just, let me just double check. So, so for the fourth, the day of the fourth, our episode. Then I will have seen Venom already, but I won't see it by the time we record. Gotcha. So, how do you want to play that? Maybe the following week. Maybe. Do it the following week. Are yeah. you working? Those. Unsure. Unsure. Well, let's talk more then about it. Because if we can hold off recording the Friday night or something, let's do that. Okay. That way I can see it. You can see it. Mm-hmm. And then we can press from there. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, anyway, so the plot follows Clint Eastwood. Who, okay. This is where I hate this movie. It follows Clint Eastwood, who's a former rodeo champion. And he goes on a mission, a job, to retrieve his former boss's son. In Mexico. Yeah. Okay. They gave his backstory as a former rodeo star, mm-hmm. right? And, and this movie ca- takes place in the 70s. A cowboy hand. Cowboy hand, right? He's a cowboy. So, in his past, he was a rodeo star, won so, so much, right? Mm-hmm. Then he broke his back. Then he got addicted to drugs. Then he got addicted to booze. And then all this other well, stuff. Well, uh, there was a part... You find out more of the backstory later in the right, and yeah. his son and wife died and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But none of that plays into the movie at all. None, none. Like it didn't matter that he did all that stuff. He could have just been a special forces guy for all we cared. Mm-hmm. You know, why is a rodeo hand? Because after his accident, forty years ago or something, whenever it was. He just went out to work on a ranch as a ranch hand for a while until he got fired. Then you fast. He gets fired by Dwight Yoakam. And a year goes by after he's been fired. Yeah. Apparently his boss is still paying his bills yeah. even though he's been fired. Well, his boss had, had made an explanation for that. He said he felt like he had owed him for, for a lot of years. For the because, years of helping him on the ranch. Yeah, and winning and right. probably giving him recognition. So... so then he goes, all right, now I have a, a one last favor to ask, and I want you to go to Mexico where I have this, if you could say, illegitimate son. No, he was married, I think. Oh, you're right. He was married. Yeah. I want you to go get my son, who I haven't talked to in eight years, who's only 12 or 13 years old, and I want you to go get him and bring him back here. Take him from his mom any way you can. Convince him to get in the car with you and leave. And he's just like, okay, I'll do it. Who does that? <laughs> You could literally call me and be like, Jason, I have a son in Mexico. Can you go down there and get him for me? I'd be like, you're on your own, man. Yeah. Well, Clint Eastwood initially didn't want to do it, or his character, yeah. Mike, uh, initially. didn't want to do he it. He didn't want to do it for five minutes, and all the guy said was, you owe you me. You owe me. And he went, okay. Yeah, I paid for everything. You owe me. You have to have done a lot for me to where the you owe me comment makes me go abduct the child. Right? Yeah. How, like that's that's a big I.O. Well, he didn't make it sound like it was abdu- abducting at first. 
Because at first you didn't understand why he was going to get him. He right. Just, he says, I have this son. and I, I miss my son. I, I want miss him, him and here. I want him to take over the ranch. He, the ranch. He could have his own horse. Let him know that. Tell him that. Right. That he can have his own horse. And, you know. and the only twist in this movie is that he doesn't love it. He might love his son. Who knows? But essentially his ex-wife and him bought land together in Mexico. And because it's all in her name, she owns the asset. And for him to cash in on his investment and receive his matured funds, he has he's kidnapping his son to hold leverage against his ex-wife. Yes. Because if the son's gone, then she'll come to the table and negotiate. Yeah, but you don't find that until the tail end of this. To the tail end of the movie. Yeah. Which is a pretty short movie. Mm-hmm. But for being a short movie, okay, I pause this movie a lot. I know you fell asleep during it. You already told me. Well, that was, I was legit tired, though. Uh-huh. I had no sleep. Yep. That's him in every movie, everyone. Whatever. So, I paused it at least 10 times to see how much longer was left in that movie. And it's a lot. It felt like a lot, I should say. For an hour and 40 minute movie, it felt like a two and a half hour movie. Yeah. It is slow. Uh, And the acting... You put it as wooden earlier. Yeah, at the at the beginning of the movie, I felt like it was very wooden. But as the movie went on, I, I felt like everybody got their groove a little bit. And I don't think the acting was that bad towards the middle of the movie. I um, thought it was... There were statues the entire time until towards the very tail end where the boy, Raphael, and Mike, Clint Eastwood's character, they kind of build a rapport with each other over this mm-hmm. journey. And this journey isn't like a couple-day trip, which no. like it should be because they're in Texas just going to Mexico City. Mm-hmm. It's like three weeks or four weeks or something. Mm-hmm. And that's because issues arise. Mm-hmm. They're being hunted down by the cops, mm-hmm. which they're not really hunted down very well. Mm-hmm. I feel like it wasn't that. <laughs> well, let's, let's rewind a little bit. Okay. Okay. So, Clint Eastwood's character arrives into Mexico. In Mexico City. Yep. He's looking, you know, for, for, for Rafael. And his, uh, you know, he ends up meeting Rafael's mom. Yep. I don't know what her job was. I think she's like a, a brothel, like a mob I, boss. Or, yeah. I, yeah, she seemed like she had a lot of pull. Uh, yeah, I feel like she's one of those, like, mafia bosses or cartel bosses. or Yeah, because she had, like, henchmen that right, would do her henchmen. bidding. Um, but she's like into those eyes wide shut parties too, though. Yeah, you could tell. Well, they talk about it because when Clint Eastwood finds him, he's like, "Oh, you're one of those pervy old men my mom sold me to." Yeah, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. So <laughs> then, I mean, so Raphael's mom was saying pretty much was telling him, "This is when you find out that two other pe- people had been sent to find him to find him." And one got arrested. Yep. The other got caught up. And no, the other one just couldn't find him and just went home. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember that. But yeah. So basically, she says, if you could get find him, go yeah, ahead, take it's all him. yours. She doesn't love him either. Yeah. And she says he's probably out in the streets, uh, fighting chickens or whatever. And right. that's actually where he was. Yes. Clint Eastwood finds him. Okay. Let's talk about that. He goes to the nearest cockfight and he finds him. Right. So the mom goes. He, did, he does cockfights or whatever. And he goes, okay. 
Then he walks down the street into a cockfight, sees him, gets him, convinces him to come to Texas with him. Mm-hmm. Then the mom, he goes back to the house to wait for the boy, right? And the mom's like, where'd you find him? And he went, well, you told me where he'd be at. No, she didn't. She said a cockfight. How'd you leave the house and go find an illegal cockfight in five minutes? Well, maybe word of mouth. I mean, I don't know. But he couldn't speak Spanish. He couldn't that, speak Spanish at all. That's the part that he couldn't did even, puzzle He couldn't me. understand it on the basic level. Yeah. Until he had been there for weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he literally blind walked into Mexico City and found an illegal cockfighting ring and just happened to be the one Rafael's in. Mexico City. One of the largest cities in the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it's even huge in, in 79. Yeah. How do he do it? Yeah. <laughs> not like, I think in 79 or around that time, I think they were second largest. Second yeah, or hey third Hey, man, largest. it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But they're a large city. Very large. And it didn't feel large. It felt like a small town. Like we said, it's well, probably but it's the same. Well, it's also that area of the city, yeah. too. So you don't. It, like Get we said earlier, they probably filmed it all in the same area and just moved some cardboard cutouts around and stuff like that because it looked the same. Yeah. Everywhere you went, even Mexico City looked like the, the desert. Yeah. But like you were saying, though, so the mom, you know, he goes back to, and because um, Rafael runs to go get his stuff. Yep. And then she's like, I don't want you to take him. After telling him that yeah, he could have him. She went, him. oh, you can't have him, but will you have sex with me? Yeah. And he's like, no, I won't do that. Yeah. Because she's, she's weird. Yeah. She's crazy. Yeah. And he's like, no, I'm I'm not touching that with a 10-foot pole. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And she's like, get him out of here. Mm-hmm. And he does that thing to where, and a lot of movies do this now, but he got in his car to leave, and Rafael's in the car. Yeah. He snuck into his car. And the, the, his little pet fighting chicken just popped up into yes. the front. And startled yes. him as he's driving. And then he stops the car. He looks down and Raphael's sleeping. Right. Or he's hiding. Floor, yeah, he's laying there. On the floor. Uh, and he, eventually Raphael convinces him to take him to Texas because he didn't want to do it at first because he's like, man, you got too much heat on me now. I don't yeah. want to do this. He, and he's like, please just take me to my dad. Everything will be fine. And on the way there, they get stopped by the cops, or detoured due yeah. to the cops looking for them. They lose. Well, first. Their vehicle gets stolen. Yeah, they stop to take a piss. Okay, I forgot all about that. Yeah. So they stop to use the bathroom and eat. Mm-hmm. And they park on the side of the highway. Yeah. And it's not busy. There's no. nobody. Maybe it's not even a highway. It's like an access road. Yeah, it's it, like a dirt road. Yeah, it's not busy at the slightest. Mm-hmm. There is no cars coming anywhere. They're like 20 feet away from their car also. They're not very far from it. And at one point, they're joking around. And they look up, and there's a guy in their car, and he hot wires it, and he takes off. Yeah. I was like, wait, it, this guy pulled up in another car, too. Yeah. Like, two got two buddies mm-hmm. pulled up in a car. You didn't see this car pull up? Or hear it. Or, or hear or it. Or hear it. It's the 70s. Those cars weren't quiet. Yeah. It, they were as heavy. As a matter of fact, when you hear it start. <laughs> it's it loud like as hell. Super loud, yeah. <laughs> and so... These people carjack them, and they have no business being carjacked. They are yeah. literally 20 feet away, mm-hmm. and they get carjacked. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I even think, like, a Tesla is quiet. 
But if a Tesla pulled up on the road right next to me, I think I see it. Yeah. Out of my peripherals in some way. Like, or you would notice some kind of vehicle movement. Yeah, something pulled up right next to you. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, because they were literally just on the side of the road. Yes. Clint Eastwood had had some bad burritos or something. It was trying to take a dump. Yeah, he said it was the water. He said Mexican water is y- yucky or whatever. Yeah. It makes makes me have to go poo or whatever. Yeah. Well, so then after that, they, they're they stranded. They steal another car. And they're walking. But that part sort of messed me up, too, because they're walking. And you never know, like, how long they were walking for. Right. They just end up in some town. Right. Um, did they get a ride? I mean, how did they, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, they could have been just a mile away from the town. True. But, um, yeah, and then they steal another vehicle. They steal a vehicle, yes. This time they steal one, because originally it was his truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, this time they steal a car, and they don't make it very far before it has maintenance issues. Yeah. And they have to stop and whatever else. And they stop at a church. Or, or no. They stop at a small town. They stop at the town first and they were do- investigating before they discovered that the car was yep. messed up. They found a, a diner. Yep. And um, they befriended. The bar staff. Yeah. The owner. The owner, Marta. Yep. And she was an elderly widow, widower. Um, Would you say elderly? Would you say like mid-40s? No, she was older than that. Okay. Um. But she, uh, she was a widower, and um, she cooked them, cooked them some food. The federales at this time, because of the mom, yep, were after them, um, looking for them rather, mm-hmm. and she pretty much saved them because she saw that these people were the federales were in town looking suspicious. So she turned her clothes sign up or around. She closed her store. She basically. Took them in. Yeah. Hit them. Hit them, fed them, let them sleep. And they broke down. They took shelter in a church. Um, And then during this time while they were there, which lasted Uh, lasted, two weeks. It lasted weeks, right? And and they're living within the community. Mm -hmm. Clint Eastwood is like a veterinarian. Well, (laughs) he loves animals. He talked about how he loved animals. So people think he's a vet. And so they take their pets to him for help yeah and he he helped this guy who was collecting wild horses he helped him break horses let's talk about that real quick yeah yes he's 91 years old and he's breaking in a wild horse a wild horse yes monstrous muscular i would say the stunt double was not very convincing in that scene yeah (laughs) yeah 91 i don't care who you are at 91 i don't think you're Gonna break a horse. Right. A wild stallion. No. Right. You seen anyone 91 years old? Even the most spry 91 year olds yeah. aren't really that spry. Even, even, even in this movie, he swings at Rafo at one point and he swings so slow. Oh my God. It's so slow. I could just move and take him down. Well, because he's 91. And Rafo goes, You're pretty quick for an old man. I'm like, No, you're not. <laughs> and then one day, when they uh before Rafo had got caught at first, right? I forgot about that. And Clint, um, he, guy, he had the, he had the chase the chicken. Yeah, he had the chase the rooster. And then he, well, I'm talking about when he punched the guy. Oh, they got caught by one of the mom's henchmen. Yes, and he punches him in the face. And the guy sort of fell down, didn't he? Is that yeah? Yeah, he fell back. And I was like, one, I would dodge that punch. A mile away. Yeah. And it, 
I can't imagine a 91-year-old's punches hurting. I, I, I could be wrong here, but do you think Mike Tyson would maintain a lot of his strength at 91? Not all of his strength, but I think he would be punching above average. You think at 91, a Mike Tyson punch? Okay, one. This Not is at on, 91. This is at the basis at 91. that Mike Tyson lives to 91 because of all his brain damage. We don't know how far he's going to go. Yeah. But let's say he makes it to 91. 90. No. I don't think he yeah. hits harder than a kid. Well, and that's the other thing. Clint Eastwood looks very frail, too. So he, for how... He can't even walk straight. Yeah. He's old. He is old. Yeah. I was trying to think of it. When was his last big role? It was Gran Torino. Mule. Oh, yeah, yeah, Mule. When was that, though? A few years ago. Okay. And then Gran Torino before that. Which was like 10, 2007 10 or something. before that. Yeah. yeah. He's old. Mm-hmm. He's not looking good. Yeah. Well, all right. So back to the story. So basically, they're in this town. They're sheltering up in the church. Mm-hmm. They're, um, Clint Eastwood or Mike was helping, uh, helping people's animals that were ailed yes. or, or injured or whatever. And then he was breaking the horses, horses. down. Teaching Rafael life lessons. Uh-huh. The Federales came again and pretty much, or it wasn't the Federales, the henchmen mm-hmm. and the Federales. Yes. They pretty much um, Harassing were th- threatening the sheriff of the town that if he was, because by this time everybody knew that uh, Mike's character was there and that he was under hiding. Um, they covered for him. The whole town right. did. But they said, if we find out that he's here, it's not going to be good for y'all. So Mike was like, okay, we need to finish our mission. And we need to go. This, Mike develops a love for Marta, yes. the, bar, the bar owner. It was a mutual love. love. And, and yeah. then uh, Rafa falls in love with a, a town townswoman. Well, it was her granddaughter. Marta's granddaughter. Thank yeah. you. And during this time, Mike learns of the father's plan is just to use the child. For leverage and with what asset you negotiation. mentioned before, yes. Yeah. So they decide, like you said, let's not mess with this community anymore. Let's let's hightail it out of here. Yeah. And they're like, okay, let's go. On the trip to Texas from there, Mike tells Rafo the truth. He's like, hey, your dad actually doesn't love you. It's he didn't say that. No, he just said he, he said here's he why told his uh what he wanted from him yes he said you're leverage for your dad mm-hmm. and Rafa was pretty pissed off at this point they get pulled over by the cops the federales and it was really just a, a basic corrupted shakedown yeah uh we're gonna harass you saying that you have drugs you know until whatever and then Rafa paid them off and they left yeah um at that point i thought where i, I want to see this movie go was they decide to go back to just stay and live in that small community. Mm-hmm. Your dad doesn't really want you anyway. Don't give him the satisfaction. Let's go. I got you. Yeah. Instead, the movie ends with them driving to the border. Yes. And Rafo goes with the dad and Clint Eastwood's character goes back. Yeah. He never crosses the border. He stays. He stays and he lives with Marta. Marta. Uh, why? It wasn't a satisfying ending. No, it wasn't. Because you don't know what happened with Rafael. Rafael and his dad and the mom and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And what's the point? 
Yeah. Because why tell us? Because Mike did not like that the dad was using him mm-hmm. as leverage. He's like, this is really messed up, man. Yeah, they shouldn't even have told that part of the story. If if it wasn't relevant. Yeah. Because it never became relevant. It didn't. Uh, And then at one... So all this while, Rafael carries his... Uh, his rooster with them. Yeah. His, na- his rooster's name is Macho. Is Macho, hence the name of the movie. Kind of cry Macho. What is it cry for? I don't know. I don't know if that meant something. I never caught it. They never really mentioned anything about crying. Um, but he hands Macho to Clint Eastwood, and he says he's yours now. And that's the only time it truly felt like they had a relationship, because he smiled at him. I think the only time he smiled in the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Ah. Yeah, he had that that trademark Clint Eastwood the grit, that, that the gr- teeth grit that he does. Yeah, the yeah, growl. Yeah, I'm old. I'm grumpy. Mm-hmm. But he did that throughout his career. He would grit his teeth. Right. Yeah. I think this movie was Gran Torino in Mexico. <laughs> in a way, it was. I mean, yeah. Except but there not was badass. No, no viol- It didn't have all the violence like Gran Torino. No, it had two. Uh, hostage situations to where the first time we talked about he punched the henchman in the face and got away actually we can talk more about that the henchman tries to say this guy's kidnapping my son yes and all these locals come to defend him and then the boy goes this guy beats me and he shows him bruises from when he actually beat him and the town just turned on the henchman and beat the holy mess out of him oh yeah they got away then he catches up to them later and he puts him at gunpoint, and this time the chicken attacks him. Macho. Macho attacks him, and they get away. And then that's why he was like, I told you he's macho. Eh, whatever. That's- <laughs> he's a fucking chicken. Uh, chickens attack other chickens when they're male-to-male, aggressive. You hype them up, right? But earlier in the movie, that chicken was attacking, too, in that one scene. Right, but I don't think chickens do that. What, attack? No, no, they do. I don't think if, like, right now you had a pet chicken that you use in cockfights. Yeah. If I put a gun on you, I don't think your chicken attacks me. No. I don't think so. Especially <laughs> when I've seen videos to where a, a chicken will get attacked by a snake, and then a, you'll see a rooster just clocking by. Clocking by <laughs> like it didn't even notice it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they do that. I don't think they're like dogs. Yeah. To where they have this instinct to defend their owner. Yeah. I don't think they even have a con. I could be wrong on this. But maybe that's what's special about that macho. Macho. Yeah. You know? I don't know if they have a concept of who their owner is. <laughs> They're chickens. Yeah. I don't know. I I could be very ignorant on this. Know. If somebody could probably tell me the truth on this later, but I all I gotta say here. I I, I just know that I like eating them. I mean, but uh, yeah. yeah, I I'd roast that thing up. <laughs> Uh, but no, in all seriousness, the movie is kind of lackluster for what I expect a Clint Eastwood movie to be. And what's sad about this, I thought it was funny this movie came out because we were just talking about Clint Eastwood a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. So we had this debate on the best Western actors during the 60s, 70s era. Because who's everyone's favorite? Uh, is Clint Eastwood or John Wayne? John Wayne, right? But I, say I hate Eastwood. John Wayne. I think Clint Eastwood, to me, definitely wins that argument. Yeah. I, Quality or, of movies. Yes. Uh, and he's great. And in this, I didn't feel he was great. Uh, I felt like I felt like he needed a paycheck. I felt like for what he did in making this movie, I felt like it was okay. 
I mean, I didn't come into this movie thinking that it was going to be one of the greatest movies ever. It was just a, a acting vehicle for him. It was just a. But where's the acting? It, the ending sort of barely talks the to ending anyone. screwed it up. But yeah, um, but the whole dynamic with him and Marta, how him and um, uh, the the boy developed Rocco, this, yep. you know, th- with their chemistry. Yeah, it was good. The beginning had like a lot of uh, what, like I said, wooden dialogue, and oh, and they rushed right along with the story in the beginning. Yeah. But then towards the middle, their interaction was more believable. And I actually think that um, Raffle, for not speaking English that good, he did it. I felt like he did a good job. I really did. I, yeah. I, felt like, I, I don't know the actor if he's actually English speaking, you know. Yeah. I uh, felt like he did good. But, yeah, I think he did a good job of whether he was an immigrant who obviously English is a second language mm-hmm. to him and he's still learning it. Because he had grammatical errors, you know, mm-hmm. and he did the, I seen this, or mm-hmm. those kind of things. Uh, I seen this, I mean, you know, those kind of things. He had that kind of vibe in the way he speaks English. He didn't mm-hmm. say it perfectly, but it was, it was pretty, it was good. Yeah. I, I was, it was very believable. Yeah, and I felt like he was the standout of the movie. If there was, if, if there was one, yeah, because Marta didn't have very many lines. No, she wasn't a very she good was actress. Okay, her interaction was decent, but Dwight Yoakam's barely in it. Yeah, um, and he his acting was bad. It was. It was bad. I I actually had a Nick Cage vibe. Thank um, you. Yes, I. <laughs> that's so funny. I, I was watching it. and I'm thing. like, is that Nick Cage in a Dwight Yoakam mask? Because <laughs> I was like. He's talking like Nick Cage, yeah, and he's yeah. acting just like him right now. Yeah. And that's not usual for this guy. Yeah. So. But everybody's getting old, so. I guess. And I'll say this. Controversial topic. I hate Nick Cage. Oh, me too. He sucks. I think he's a terrible actor. I've when always said that. When he's in a movie, I already don't want to watch it. You know, we've you and I have sided with each other in, in family debates about it. Yeah, so he's terrible. I think the only movie I ever liked him in is War of uh, Lord of War. Uh, I think it's my only Nick Cage I movie. Like, when I'm like, I like them in Con like, Air is fine, I guess. Con Air and also uh, Gone in sixty seconds. I mean, <sighs> I hate that. They, movie. they were okay for what they were. But all right, back on the subject anyway, though. This I, movie two, <laughs> two out of ten. I'm not gonna be that. Um, I don't think it was a two, but I would say that it was four and a half to a five. Um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not mad that I watched it, but I was, the ending was very disappointing. Um, All I'm going to say is Clint Eastwood is probably going to die soon. Odds are, right? I'm not trying to be an asshole, but he's 91 years old. Does he really want to go out this being his last movie? It was it's not, not. And Mule is also not one to go out on either. Mule wasn't that bad. Not as bad as this, no. No. But I did I, I, Mule was okay to me. This isn't the movie you want to go out on. Cause new uh young people now, they don't know Clint Eastwood. But you know what? They it, know it, him for this and maybe Gran Torino if they've seen it. But all people that watch Gran Torino were Clint Eastwood fans yeah. <laughs> that went to it for Clint Eastwood. Yeah. But for but if they do their research, they'll know that he has a vast catalogue of good movies. Um, he's had some good ones. But how many 
kids nowadays, let's look at your youngest now, who are all high school age. Mm-hmm. They're not going back to watch Unforgiven, The yeah. Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. British uh, Bridges of Madison County. They're not going back to watch those. Yeah. They're not even going back to watch stuff from 97, because even that's too old for them. <laughs> yeah. You know it. Yeah. When you say, man, those Superman movies are good, they're like, oh, what, Man of Steel? They don't even think about Reeves. Yeah. They don't know about Keaton Batman. Yeah. And that's not even that old. But at the same time, we did the same thing once upon a time with some of the stars that... Our, par- our grandparents our, and parents our, our, grew up yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to keep it real with you. Like, some of those black and white stars, I mean, I know some of them I, I did follow, but other ones I could care less, you know? Right. Humphrey Bogart, to me, was... He was meh. He right. wasn't, you know, but you let them to... Or James Dean... Everyone is always about James Dean. Yeah, it's always what and it I'm was just about. Like, eh. You know. Yeah. It's yeah. just you I'm know starting to sound like one of those old people. Yeah, but we're but all I'm saying is it it happens. You know. Right. Every generation has their heroes, and you know. Yeah. So. Uh, I would have really liked to see in this movie Clint Eastwood yelling at a a chair. <laughs> I was really looking forward to it. I thought it would happen. It never did. What what the hell? You, you don't know that reference? When he went to the RNC, the Republican National Convention, oh, yeah, and yeah, he sat yeah. up there and he yelled at a chair. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. That's all I want to see. I want to see him bump into a chair and just start screaming at it. Yeah, I remember now. Yeah. I was really looking forward to it. I'm like, maybe he'd have a, like, a good little self-laugh, self-make-fun-of-himself yeah. kind of thing. I forgot about how he was political, too. For a while, he yeah, was. He used to be the mayor of, um, what was it, Camille? So- somewhere. Yeah, California or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. I would like to have seen that. But no, I give this movie a uh, whopping 2 out of 10. I'll raise it to a 3 out of 10 on a good day. <laughs> but otherwise, it's not getting anywhere I, higher than a 3 I'm going to say 4 and a half. You're too generous. Yeah. It's well, a bomb. Well, one, one of us have to be it. You have, no, we don't. Th- th- doesn't have to be that. This isn't... uh. What American was that Idol. old CNN show from back in the day? Crossfire. This doesn't have to be Crossfire. <laughs> no, it's, I'm not making it. I mean, a lot of times we're like, we'll agree. or, But I'm going to disagree. I don't think it's that horror. I mean, I watched it, but I'm not mad that I watched it. And I don't, I appreciate his efforts at 91. So, yeah. Hold up. I can't remember the other guy's name. Who were the, the stars of Cross, uh, Crossfire? Uh, can't remember. It's been uh, so long. I can't remember. You would be Tucker Carlson, though. I'd be the other guy. Oh hell no! <laughs> You're definitely wrong on that because I can't stand that dude. Yeah, you can be Tucker Carlson. I'll be yeah. the other guy. I can't remember the other guy's name. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But you can be him. You're misguided. <laughs> you can be Tucker Carlson. So let's get into what we've been watching. So I've only watched a few things this week. Uh, talk about Star Wars Visions. Okay. Uh, how much are you tracking on what that show is? All I knew about was that it was just different from all different um parts of the world. The different uh, uh vibe that they got for certain characters. Okay. No, it's what if kind of. So it's a retelling of certain. Uh, not retelling. It's uh, think of it as small side stories that are irrelevant to the bigger Star Wars picture. Okay. It's supposed to be tied into the MCU? Well, no, it's Star Wars. I mean, 
to the actual canon. No, because I'm sorry. It's mostly Japanese anime. So they use like I think it's all Japanese anime. I think it's just like different Remember that Batman movie that Gotham Knights or something that came out a while mm. back and it was like all different stories from the same point different points of view for the same story. No, there were different stories but like one was like a Neo Matrix version got Batman, one was like a Gundam style Batman yeah. and one was a different style Batman. Yeah. This is all based around Japanese anime art styles, but it's similar to that. Kind of. So this one he's a samurai. This Jedi you follow is a samurai and it's all in like black and white or that brown and black old Japanese art style gotcha. where it looks like the old, uh, that old music video. Uh, I can't think of it, but it doesn't matter. Uh, it's just like, it looks like a sketch. It looks like someone's sketching it on paper. Right. Yeah. And it's very anime. It's like, there's like an R2D2 protocol droid, but he wears like a rice hat. What? And it's like, they're on other planets, and they kind of have that technology, you know, but they're still stuck in, like, 13th century Japan. Oh, okay, okay. At least this one episode was. And then I think other episodes are going to be, like, one might be Gundam. Well, I do know from the previews that it was from all different um, parts of the world. So I think there's one from India. There's going to be one from, like, Mexico. Um, so I think maybe the art style will change. Maybe and I was reading they hired seven of Jap- Japan's top nine anime studios. So it's all Japanese. I think so. Uh, here, here is like the synopsis of what the show is. It will be a series of animated short films celebrating the Star Wars galaxy through the lens of the world's best anime creators. It's an anthology collection that will bring 10 fantastic visions from several of the leading Japanese anime studios, offering a fresh and diverse cultural perspective to Star Wars. So it seems like it's all Japanese. Gotcha. Um, essentially, it was. It took a lot of inspiration from Ronin. Uh, not Marvel Ronin. You I know, know what the you actual mean. book. The Ronin. Keanu Reeves. Yes. Yeah. Um, it was very samurai based, which I thought was kind of neat because Star Wars. And uh, I had to bring the mic closer to my face. Star Wars fighting style is Japanese in nature, isn't it? It's kendo. Well, and uh, part of the story is Japanese, too. George Lucas took some of the lore Uh from Japanese culture. Right. So So I think that's kind of neat because it is Japanese-based in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not – so earlier when you asked me how it was, I'm not sold because it's weird to me because it's like – they're living in stick houses, right? So but they have droids. So basically, give give it a chance. I'm giving it chances. I think it's going to change. I yeah. think it's going to jump to, like, futuristic kind of stuff or, like... Well, each each episode is supposed to be different from what yes, I like Yes, like what if. That's yeah. why it, it, it feels like what if to me. Yeah. Um, They're all standalone stories. Yes. Yeah. Standalone anthology stories. Mm-hmm. I, um... Uh, I don't know how I actually explain it, but it's like Naruto is what this episode felt like. But it was in like sketched. So I'm going to have to check it out then. I wonder if I can find. Hold up real quick. I want to find a picture of episode one and see if I can find it for you. So you can see what the art style was. It's really. I'm actually about to when I I have to stay up all night, so I'll probably watch it tonight. Yeah, they have a few different visions of what it's going to look like, but. 
uh, there's not very any good pictures of it. You just have to watch it today when you get a chance. Yeah. Um. So what else have you been watching? Uh, the movies that made us. Okay. It's a TV show you told me about. Yeah. It's like a behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. We watched uh, Home Alone today. Yeah. We got about halfway through it before we had to stop. But yeah, uh, I watched that one. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know. So the director of Home Alone is the director of Harry Potter. Chris Columbus did all the Harry Potter movies. Oh, I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Uh, I recognize his name, of course, but told Naomi that. I'm like, I never knew he did Home Alone. I always thought Home Alone was a John Hughes movie, yeah. which it is, but he never directed it, yeah. which I didn't know he ever did that. Well, the story is pretty interesting on how that all came how, to be. How it played out. Yeah. And apparently, he would write, like, so many movies a year, right? Mm-hmm. But he didn't f- direct all of them. Yeah. I always thought he did. Mm-hmm. But no, he would just write them and call it good. Um. But no, yeah, he did, uh, Chris Columbus did uh, Star Wars and Harry Potter, not sorry, Harry Potter, and then Home Alone. It was pretty interesting, you know, some of the facts that you find out, and then you find out about the colors. <laughs> yeah. And all of that. I was like, huh, I never noticed that, you know. And right. It's pretty interesting. It is interesting. Um, And how they just come down to it. It's pretty good. I, I want to watch the Die Hard one. It's good. That one's. Really I didn't good. watch Dirty Dancing because I don't like Dirty Dancing. I don't <laughs> care what the behind the scenes yeah. for that. But there are some on that list. Uh, Ghostbusters is on the list. Yeah. I think Forrest Gump was on the list, yeah. right? Yes, that's a good one too. Um, there's. Some, I'm gonna watch it. It's, yeah. it's a neat little documentary about how how certain movies were made. So far throughout the Home Alone one, I'm liking the vibe I get. Yeah, it, they're all like that. But it's very VH1 to me. Remember those old VH1. Yeah. But. Behind the behind, music. Behind the music or what the 80s had or what the 90s had or what the 70s I love the 90s. I love the 90s is what it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I got that 80s. vibe. Yeah. It felt like the same well, creators it's because it. those movies were from that time. Right. And that's why they said the movies that made us. Yeah. That's the name of it. Right. Um, So I've been watching, because I'm so far behind on Arrowverse. That I'm why, trying, even, why even try? Yeah, I'm I'm going back and I'm watching all of them. Because I told you I was watching Batwoman. And then I, I got to the episode to where they had the freaking crossover. And I was so lost. Right. So then I was like, okay, I'm going to pause here at Wonder, yep. or Batwoman. And I'm going to go back and I'm going to catch up on every, everything right. else. So, so far it's pretty good, well, you know. I saw on HBO Max's home screen like, Titan seems to have exploded quite a bit now. So I saw, oh, yeah. I saw yeah. on the cover Red Hood's on there. I saw, I saw Oracle's on there. Superboy. Superboy's on there. Yeah. The, okay. Is Hawk and – is it Falcon is his teammate's name? No, it's Hawk and Dove. Dove. That's what it is. Yeah. But Dove's a woman now? Yeah, well, that was in the first one. They explained that. Okay. I, I'm not, and I'm, in not the watching, comics, I'm not watching the show at all, so Yeah, in the comics it was like that too. Okay. There was two versions. Originally there were two brothers. Right. And then this is the version to where it's two lovers. Oh, I see. Hawk and Dove, I couldn't remember the teammate's name. Yeah. I, and Hawk is the one that's hot tempered and strong. Yes. And Dove is fast swift. and swift yes. and yeah. Um who there's another uh black woman in the show. I don't know who she is though. That's supposed to be Starfire. No, there's Starfire on the cover, there's another black woman. Oh, I don't. I know. don't know who it is. I'm not caught up. Didn't recognize. I've only the seen the first season. Okay. So. Oh I, yeah. I watched it when it was on DC Universe. Right now it's on HBO Max. Yeah. Okay, we had talked about this show when it first came out. I was already kind of iffy on it when they made Starfire a black woman. Yeah. And not like. It's not about that. 
She's not petite. She's not. She's supposed to be an Amazonian. A, Amazonian and. And, it does, it and she's supposed to be exotic looking because she comes from a planet. She has green eyes and she's supposed to have like a color skin. that a color that's not common to anybody. Really. Right. It's supposed to be like an orange skin. I would think that if anything, it would have been Cass's. Maybe I would even wouldn't think it would be a far fetched to put like a um, a Polynesian character yeah, in there. That in would that work. Role. Yeah. But they went black woman. It doesn't. It doesn't. Fit. It went way away from like, and her costume doesn't fit. Yeah, it looks like Aquaman. The way costume. she acts doesn't fit. Nah, it's, I was already kind of sold off on but, the show. But however, and you know, I'm I love my comics. However, it's still a good show. <sighs> I mean, you take that, you take that little quirk out of it. Mm-hmm. It's still a a decent. This boy's not green. Huh? He just has green hair. Yeah, but <laughs> just. Hi, I'm Beast Boy because I have green hair. Yeah, but just check it out, man. And Cyborg's not in it. Well, it's fine. It's fine. Cyborg, I know he's in Doom Patrol. Which doesn't make any sense. But and, they connect, though. Okay, I'll I'll take that. But the Doom Patrol Cyborg looks so fucking janky. Yeah, I know. He looks like they put a, took a piece of cardboard mm-hmm. and put it over his eye, and they went, all right, you're Cyborg now, buddy. It's bad. So in the Arrowverse stuff that I was yep. telling you about, um, they brought back season two of star girl oh, and, they're oh, yep. inter- and they're introducing uh the green lantern's daughter oh so that part is pretty cool pretty cool yeah i'd be that's pretty cool uh green lantern was actually on like my netflix to watch today and i was like not doing it <laughs> naomi never knew he would they made a green lantern movie uh and so she's like ryan she's, yeah she's like you want to watch it i'm like no 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 um yeah. it, it had potential it faltered at certain points. The 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 main baddie was what really ruined it. Both baddies. They should have had just Sinestro. Right, but they had two baddies. They had the Mark Hammond, uh-huh. and then they had Parallax, who was a giant fart cloud. Yeah, but uh, they but they didn't have Sinestro was in it, but not he wasn't used the way he should have been. Not no, not at all. Yeah. Um. What if? Have you watched the latest episode? Oh of what yes. If? Oh, I love that last uh, Thor's episode. Oh, it's, lo- it's good. I love that episode. It's really good. I uh, think it's. I want to say I think it's my. It's my. It's my, my favorite, favorite one. one. Yeah. I still think is going into my theory from last week's episode that that's gonna start merging stuff because it looks like the Watcher is getting very confused, <laughs> doesn't it? Because yeah. the Watcher is usually very unaffected yeah. by what what he witnesses. Like his character is like, I see it. It happens. I move on because it's not happening everywhere. Yeah. But after he sees this, he's like, what the fuck is going on now? <laughs> I think he's going to intervene. I think he's going to start merging. I don't think so. Universes together. I, I, the only thing that I think is going to happen is that some of these stories that end with their little cliffhangers. Those are going to be continued. They're going to be continued as a different version of a what if. Gotcha. I think that's the only thing that's going to happen. Yeah. I will say the ending was pretty neat. It's. Basically, the Age of Ultron, the legitimate Age of Ultron. Yeah. And this time, he got all the stones. Yeah. So. That would be crazy. Because Ultron got his body. Because he made Vision to yeah. be him. And yeah. in this case, it was him. So I like, I liked it. Yeah. I was like, that's neat. And I just like how they have the spins on the characters. Yes. And, and all of this. It was funny. It was good. I liked it. Um, and then the last movie I watched this week was I had Naomi watch Moneyball. Oh, okay. 
I, I like that movie a lot as a baseball How fan. It's based off of a real situation. Yes. Yeah. And Naomi's been really getting into baseball lately, so I thought I'd introduce her to this movie, and she, she seemed to quite enjoy it. So, yeah. good movie. Did you know it was nominated for... I just burped. I'm so sorry. Did you know it was nominated for six Oscars? It was? Yeah. That's a oh, of, yeah. I, that's I didn't t- know it was six. I knew the one. It was six. Best acting, best supporting actor, director, screenplay, all that stuff. It's, yeah. it, it did very well, critically, at least. Mm-hmm. It's a good movie, though. Really solid for yeah, those Yeah, Jonas Hill just was... Probably not the best cast job yeah. for. Especially yes. when you see who the real character was. Yeah. Uh, and his personality, it probably wasn't the best. Yeah. But it's fine. Yeah. Uh, have you seen anything else? So that's my last piece I have for today. Um, No, I'm strictly... Like watching all of those, there's so much, you right. know, which is fine with me. Yeah, you know. So I want to thank everyone for listening to this week's episode of the Recreational Critics Podcast. Uh, we hope you enjoyed. We hope you tell more people about us. If you could follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Rec Critics Pod, and email us at recreationalcritics at gmail dot com. Uh, but other than that, I have nothing else to say for today. So uh, goodbye, everyone. All right, take care.